Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Sean, Chris, and Lee. Yay, floods back. How are you feeling, Chris? Yeah, uh, awake. I'm still here, so we're, we're doing okay. Real life happens occasionally. Uh, that's what's happening. Real life. Yeah, but yeah, everything's all right. Pain in, pain in the ass when real life happens. We did talk about real life on uh, on the um, Once in a Blue Moon Patreon show that we've just done. Hmm. So, mm. if you're a patron and haven't listened to it yet, why? Because that one always Indeed. comes out first. Uh, right, we'll get we'll get kicked off just so as, uh, everybody doesn't fall asleep. Sean sat here with her eyes closed already, being just sp- resting my eyes. Oh, okay, I thought I thought you were being hypnopurred no, by, by the pod cat on your lap, meditating into it. That's, That's what everyone energy. says before they fall asleep. Isn't <laughs> it? Resting my eyes. Yeah, I wasn't yawning; I was exercising my jaw. That's another one. Hmm. Different thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen to most of the audio for that. Uh, right, first thing on the list we've got is, uh, unfortunately for the second year running, no Australian Grand Prix. That um, mm. that came out just after we finished recording last week, uh, because Australia is not struggling with COVID as much. They're just being very restrictive over quarantining anyone coming into the country. And they couldn't make it biosecure for everyone uh, arriving because there aren't enough hotels anywhere near Albert Park to put everybody up. Or the probably fully the ones that are are probably fully booked anyway. With everyone that was coming to see the Grand Prix, um, mm. it's a, it's a shame because I was looking forward to seeing the new uh, the new track layout with extra added overtaking. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, mm. that is a shame because. I think it's one of those, isn't it? Because it's usually one of the first races of the season. We're usually quite excited about the Australian Grand Prix and then the race happens and it's usually a bit... Eh. Mm. So it looks like F1's got a few other options for replacement races. Um, They could be jiggling the calendar a bit and we could be getting a double header at Cota. Which I'm against because double headers, but wouldn't mind a second race somewhere else in the USA if they wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah, Indy would be uh, would be a good call. Indy, if it's ready to go, why not? The mm-hmm. what the the actual sort of road circuit? Yeah, yeah, the the old Indy Grand Prix one. <clears throat> would that would that still be right for Formula One? I think Wonder. it still has the license, but. It's been yeah. remodelled slightly, hasn't it? It's not mm. quite the same. Um, the exact old layout, I think, is still there because that's what they run the bikes on. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, but they go the other way round, oh, I think, don't they? Because uh, the, yeah. um, the new the new indie road course for indie cars, they've taken away where uh, what was turn turn thirteen or um, turn one on the oval. The mm. Rob Schumacher tire explosion corner. Yeah, so is that is that the not there turn. now? Um, it's still there, but they've um, they've put an extra bit on the infield section in so that you miss it. Right. I mean, it can't it, 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 it can't it's not a be shame, there. doesn't it? It can't yeah, not. Oh yeah, yeah, can't not be there because how would they run the Indy five hundred? No, no, I didn't mean that. Mm. I meant I meant on the road on the road circuit. Mm. But uh, yeah, it did. But it, it it would seem daft, wouldn't it, to go. To, use indianapolis and not part of the like of the oval at least a bit of it i think they do but use a little I, bit don't they they use a little bit of the banking and then the swing back onto the infield before the uh before the apex that's why schumacher one. had a crash wasn't it, it yeah was, 
uh, going backwards around the oval in, in from turn one onto the straight. Mm. I'd, I'd be well up for it, but I can't see it happening just because when you consider what happened at Indy last time, would they? Would it be a good look for Formula One to just haphazardly go back with no preparation? I mean, they, they had one race after the nightmare one. <clears throat> It was, was, it, was, not, it, it was the race where Sebastian Vettel made his debut because it was just after Kubica's big crash at Canada. It was, yes. Oh, I can't remember. I th- I just took it for granted that was the last one. I didn't realise. No, the, they they had one more, but I think it was only um, I think it was all Bridgestone by then, wasn't it? That was. I think that, so. Yeah, mm. I think it was one tire at that point. Yeah. So there are there are three, three more. I think they went to didn't they? I think they did two years after the embarrassing one. Oh, it may have been. I mean, it should be okay because there's been absolutely no history of Pirelli just blowing up for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, there are there are three tracks in America that are F1 approved, which is Austin, Indianapolis, and the Hard Rock Stadium circuit in Miami, which apparently isn't going to be ready until. But it's next got its year. license. <clears throat> I mean, ten, the one in the one in Tenerife is waiting on the license before they start building it. <laughs> I I think the extra race will be at um, uh, will be at Austin, just because Texas is open. You know, and it, it it will be open anyway. You know, you they're not the, the last thing you want to do is to pencil in another race and then it to get cancelled. Yeah. So the the fact that they're up and running and like doing what they're doing. Suggest that they're probably it's probably safer hands to to get a race going there. Yeah, because I mean uh, Mexico and Brazil are looking a little bit questionable at the moment as well. I d- I don't think Mexico will happen. I definitely don't think Brazil will. Well, they can they can host the Copa America with no fans and losing. Yeah, yeah, and lose it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It- I mean, the problem I th- I suppose with some of the other, other countries as well is going to be. It's not where like it's it's easy to look at these things with a little tiny bit of arrogance and saying, "Oh, well, that country's doing this and that country's doing that." It all depends what they consider Great Britain to be doing as well. If most of the teams' uh, mm-hmm. members are flying out from the UK, yes, do they want people coming in? Yeah, I mean, a lot a lot of it isn't actually down to the number of you know the number of COVID cases. It's um, what their uh, what their quarantine rules are. Mm-hmm. Look at, Australia, look at Australia for that. Haven't they got, like, fucking three in the whole country? Yeah, but they're not letting anyone in, including Australians. That's, I think, that's I, it. I I think they're doing what the Isle of Man was doing a couple of months ago with, like, elimination yeah. and, like, no one. No one comes in. No one talks to anyone. No one's had a vaccine over there yet. So it's like, ooh. Mm. Mm. Um, I mean, another option for the extra race, we could, um, there's, there's been talk of going back to the Squoval. Squoval was all right, to be fair to it. I think it produced I, a good race. I it think did. they should only go back to the Squoval if they put George Russell in a Mercedes and let him win it this time. I'll give him the chance to win it this time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know whether we will be lucky that we got a good race out of the Squoval, given the fact that you know Perez had the accident at the at the beginning and end up coming back and win it, and then George Russell was just like the the narrative that ran through the entire weekend. I mean, obviously Netflix missed that, but um, <laughs> you know there was there was so much politics and drama going on before a wheel even turned on the track. I just wonder if you went there to have a standard Grand Prix, 
whether it would be very pro- processional. Yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to say because we haven't seen a normal race yeah, on that. We don't on have the layout. data, so let's go and get it. Let's let's try and see what happens. Yeah, it's, it's one of these where you can only find out by doing it. And the the other option that was mooted, I, mean, I stuck I stuck a poll up on Twitter, and um, this turned into I think the most popular answer: uh, a return to Sepang. I yeah, yeah. I like Sepang, Sepang was as a, a good race circuit. Yeah, it seemed to it always you always had a decent race, but a chance of some weather. Yeah, usually a big chance of some weather. Crazy yeah. weather at the, at the same time every single day. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the monsoon at twelve oh four. Yeah, it's like that, uh, like that slow-mo guy's video where they're uh, filming lightning strikes in Singapore and they knew that if they, st- if they got, set the camera up by quarter past 11, they would get a thunderstorm. Ah. <laughs> Turned out it was two minutes early. Everyone was very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think out of all of those, I, I think I'd be happiest with Sepang. Because, I mean, F1's not been there for a couple of years. And it's a good circuit, and it's it's actually a good one to race on. You yeah. Know, you, you, you get... You don't you don't get as much of a procession there. You get racy races. And we might be in the midst of a serious championship battle still at that point, so it would be good to see. Mm. Especially on a circuit that nobody's, nobody's prepared for and these current cars haven't been on. It's going to be dead interesting to see whether we've actually got a championship this time, Sunday. Mm. Yeah, I mean, God, God knows what it's going to be like after uh, after this weekend. We will uh, we will preview the British Grand Prix a little bit more later on. Um, so, what's everybody else's views on what should happen? So, I don't know if all of us voted in the poll. I didn't. I didn't see the poll. Ah. No, I didn't. Good old Twitter algorithm. <laughs> I tell you, that, that, that's amazing considering, like, I mean, I, I, I tweet a lot. I'm on Twitter a lot and I didn't see it at all. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm, I've already said I'm a big fan of Night Baku, so I'm just going to keep sticking that out there. I'm just going to hop back <laughs> to that Baku one. Night Baku is a great one, to be honest with you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'd go second race at Circuit of the Americas. I, it's a pang for me. Right, I'm just just having a look for where the poll's gone. Does this poll actually exist? Because no one other than you seems to know about it. Um, two hundred two hundred eighty-three people voted. Oh, okay. And the results were two of them were called Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I've only I've only got um, I've only got three four Twitter accounts, so I could only vote for, only vote three times because you can't vote if you set up a poll yourself. Um, but no, thirty-two percent said uh, Sepang. Um, twenty-nine said Indy Road Course, twenty-five percent said the Squirrel, and fourteen percent said give everyone an extra week off. Boring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they get paid lots of money. Yeah, they, 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 they make work. them earn it. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, F one is doing everything it can to get still get twenty-three races on there. With the Turkey's been cancelled. Oh no, Turkey's on the calendar now. It's been cancelled. Now it's back. <laughs> Turkey votes for Christmas. <laughs> Um, right, what have we got next? Uh, yeah, sad news, unfortunately, to uh, report on the passing of um, great Argentinian driver Carlos Reutemann. Um, yes. One, one of those classic um, classic drivers from um, the great age of Formula One, allegedly. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, a solid number two at Ferrari. And... Yeah, he he's one of Virtual Statman's favourite stories as well, remember, with the whole... Um, the uh, 95... Was the 95 Argentinian Grand Prix? He did the um, parade lap in that year's Ferrari, and his his lap, his parade lap time, would have put him on the grid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was like nearly, was it, that was 16 years after his retirement or something? Or 13 years after his retirement? <laughs> Fair play. Ridiculous. Yeah, he um, was one of these rare sports people that went into politics after his retirement and was actually successful at it. Oh. I'm just waiting for a comment from Leon Sports people who go into politics while they're still playing and aren't very good at it. Who? <laughs> 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 He went into politics, but resisted um, any urge to become um, president. Didn't he? he never stood for president of Argentina. Mm. Yeah, he was. Um, I think it was. He was got uh, as far as a regional a, governor. He was like, yeah. We, yeah. So you know, you essentially, you know, we, we we hear about Arnold Schwarzenegger being the governor of California, while Carlos Reutemann was the governor of a state of Argentina. Unfortunately, my Argentinian geography evades me right now. <laughs> I'm just going to go for one of them. Yes, because as per you, as per usual, we've not got. I've not got any notes apart from a running order in front of me. And I, to be fair, do you know Argentinian states anyway? No, no, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> no, I know some cities, but that's not good enough. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I mean, what uh, what was it? Rington's sort of final stats was um, eight wins in total in a variety of teams. Yeah, it was not. You know, he was the, the stats for back then. He's he's essentially modern. Who would he be in, in modern terms? Like David Coulthard, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, twelve wins. Twelve wins. I do apologise. Twelve wins. So yeah, he pretty much was yeah. David Coulthard then, um, but better because there were less fewer races back then. <laughs> I was going to say there's some some uh, some of the seasons that he raced in there was only twelve. <laughs> better yeah. because there was fewer Hackenans. <laughs> <laughs> He only had to beat like Nicky Lauda and you know and, and all those you know that that era of drivers. I you In fact, I would say he was probably one of the best from from that era. Actually, Carlos Reutemann, given that that was the era where, um, you know, Jackie Stewart famously said that we go out and race and and nearly every week one of us dies. Um, for Carlos Reutemann to go on and have a career after Formula One, after being a fairly successful Formula One driver, is um, commendable in itself. Yeah, and also one of the few Formula One drivers to um, get a podium in uh, the World Rally Championship as well. Oh, wow, okay. Fair play to him. Yeah, after, um, actually, while he was still in Formula One, um, Fiat gave gave him a rally drive. And um, he came back five years later and uh, and did it again. Actually, two th- two third places in uh, WRC. Why me? Was it uh, in Argentina by any chance? Both times. I think I think <laughs> he'd done a little bit of homework. Yeah, I think he may have done. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was one of the um, by all accounts one of the great characters of the seventies uh, F one era. When if you didn't die, you drank. Yes. All right. Next up. Ah, yes, the George Russell rumours. 
have, well, have we officially declared it silly season yet? I think if we haven't, be, we should. Yeah, it needs to be declared. And also, how much of a rumour is it when it's F1's like lead anchor commentator? Yeah, I didn't see this tweet that you mentioned on Saturday. That says it on somebody else's radio show. Right, I, I didn't see this on Saturday, so I, I, you sent us the message, but no, I, I completely missed it. So this came this came from Crofty on Chris Evans's breakfast show. <laughs> right. So he was saying it's it's a done deal and it's about to be announced. Yeah, he he said, as his sources understand it, and there's nothing official from Mercedes yet, but George Russell is signed up for 2022. Uh, I mean, if you search it on Twitter, you'll find the the sound clip mm-hmm. was up there. That's how I heard it. Do we do we think Crofty has the good sources, or do we think Crofty is the kind of person someone would spin a yarn to just to see if they hear it back somewhere else? Uh, have you, did you hear? See, did you see Brundle said the same thing to Autosport as well? Uh, interesting. Mm. And. and um, Marco was asked, uh, I don't know, did you see that story that emerged today about Red Bull uh, open to the uh, idea of hiring George Russell should he not go to Mercedes? Yeah. I saw the, the Marco thing, yeah. Yeah, I've got Yeah. Um, and so, but so the, the reason that came about was because somebody asked Marco about what it was and he, he basically said, you know, they, they would be open to the idea of it. But but if his sources are correct, yeah. then the arguments are relevant anyway. Mm. There was also um, George Russell after, like the day after this, put a Instagram up um, of himself cleaning a Mercedes with the caption "Take care of the things you love." Yes, I reckon we'll. Uh, I reckon we'll get the announcement this weekend. It feels well, like it, doesn't it? That was on RTL's timeline, wasn't it? Remember, people sort of rubbish to that timeline. And the timeline was that talks were going to begin at the French Grand Prix, um, and over the next over the over the French and the two Austrias um, were Mercedes talks with Bottas, and they didn't expect to reach an agreement. So that would leave Bottas ample time to find another seat in Formula One, meaning that Mercedes were basically going into it trying to negotiate we want someone else yeah and now and now Williams are saying that um, Hulkenberg and Kvyat are on their list yeah that's the hot Bottas isn't even favourite to go to Williams yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Kvyat is ahead of him in the queue well who's rattling their microphone Uh, Dizzy oh Dizzy Dizzy the cat that was that was that was only the um the communication microphone, not the recording microphone. I, don't know, I think the you. sound of her ass landing on the table will have probably been picked up by. Yeah, it's not. It's not a podcast without a guest guest dizzy appearance. Oh bless you, whoever that was. Oh hell. Ooh. Ah, sorry sounds about like that. Lee. <laughs> oh. Wow, that doesn't sound like Lee. No, nope, that <laughs> was dizzy. that was definitely a. Ca- oh damn it, we're missing only connect. <laughs> Is it back tonight? It's back. Oh hell. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes a change from mentioning football games halfway through the pod, but we don't we don't talk about football tonight. Not anymore. No, no, that's that's not until next Christmas, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it stayed there. <laughs> well, it, it popped in for a bit and then uh, went for pizza. <laughs> so we reckon we reckon it's all gonna it's all gonna come. Unraveled this weekend, and uh, we will we will know where George Russell's going to be going. Not I, not that we don't already. 
Well, we don't, do we? We've been here before. We're just like, wildly speculating. Yeah. Uh, let, let's not forget, none of us really thought until Bottas was confirmed for this year that he was getting this year. I think we've had this conversation for about three or four years now about how we've not quite known whether or not Bottas was, was going to make it. Mm. I, I can't help thinking it's, um, it's Red Bull that have essentially got, if Russell does get signed for Mercedes, it's Red Bull that have done it for him because if Mercedes had just carried on dominating, they might have thought they didn't really want to rock the boat at mm. all. Well, I think it's now time to introduce the new feature on the podcast that we only invented Saturday morning. Conjecture Corner with Chris. Hi, and welcome to Conjecture Corner. My name's Chris. Hi, Today Chris. Today we're almost certain to be confirmed rumour that George will be in a Mercedes for 2022, which means Valtteri Bottas will have to go elsewhere if he wants to stay in Formula One. But with most seats in top teams already sewn up, it would seem likely that a return to Williams in a straight swap may be on the cards. But what if it isn't? What if a lone wolf Bottas goes rogue and joins Ferrari in a test and development role? Oh. All his Mercedes knowledge goes to Ferrari and he sits on the sidelines just for a year in case Leclerc versus Sainz gets a bit nasty, as we suspect that it might. I feel this needs a jingle. <laughs> I think it does. I think I think we're going to have to come up with one for next week. Um, can I can I make a slight alteration to Conjecture Corner? Uh, I think. No. I mean, I don't know I, why I, it's clearly perfect. I think you're almost bang on. Apart from the fact, I don't think he'll take a year on the sidelines. I think what he'll do is is go to Alfa Romeo and replace Kimi. Therefore, giving Ferrari all the, all their fucking. Um, bot-ass knowledge they could possibly have in a hook-up, uh, and he stays racing. And he's Ferrari's go-to man in case Leclerc versus Sainz does get tasty, because yeah. I think if Ferrari do get competitive, um, they will have problems with their drivers because they have shared the same piece of track just a little bit too often on different strategies this year, mm. and but it's always been for like seventh place. So it's never been too much of an issue to let one of them buy to go and fight against, you know, you know the Alpine. That's in front. Um, but yeah, if that Ferrari starts pushing for podiums, I think we might see problems with Sainz and Leclerc as teammates. Gasly has been talking about his future as well this week and has said that he has had interest from other teams which raises the question, who is shopping for a Gasly? Not that that would be ridiculous, just who who actually has a seat to offer Gasly? Gasly so, to Williams. I See, I, I don't know if he'd be particularly interested in Williams, but this suggests are some people who've got a contract maybe not as nailed on as we think they are? Uh, I think Gasly to Williams because he's just got to go there on faith that the new investment is going to make the car better and next year it will at least be a point-scoring mid-grid team um, because you, you've got to look at what Russell's doing and the fact that even though that car's awful, he's still managed to impress in it. So, uh, like, Gasly's got... I don't think he's got any chance of going to... Um, of going to Red Bull. Mm-hmm. All, all, all uh, Perez has to do Unless, unless Red Bull can get like a Russell or uh, somebody but like a top line driver, um, all Perez has to do is 
just do slightly better. Well, not even slightly better, just slightly more consistent like performances. And uh, he's he's going to be the Weber of the um, Max era in Red Bull. Yeah, I've, I've said all along we'll we'll see a two year extension for Perez based on what he's done this season. Mm. He might not be there all, uh, for both years, but he'll be offered it. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be like one of those things where it, there'll be a two year contract offered, and then it'll come out. It's like a year's contract with a year option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, but where would Gasly go? I mean, he he could be um, okay. So he goes in the other Alfa Romeo seat because Ferrari have put Bottas in there. Maybe, maybe. I I still think that Williams is the best option for Gasly, and that Williams with the idea of doing well there, and then hopefully keeping your eye at teams like. Uh, Austin Martin to see what Vettel might be doing or how long the Stroll project carries on. Yeah, you could easily see one of those coming to a swifter end than yeah. you might think. I think I think both Aston drivers will be there next year, but after, but in uh, 2023 they will have one if not two different ones. Yeah, I think it all depends, doesn't it? It, it all depends on who Formula One comes to? You know, I I talk about this quite a lot, don't I? About uh, Formula One coming to certain drivers, yeah, just because of the way the rules go. And realistically, until we get cars on track next year, we don't really know who this new formula is going to suit more. Mm. Well, what the order's going to be? I mean, joining Williams might be a really good shout if they yeah. genuinely believe they've got the jump on 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 other teams in a certain aspect that might be overlooked by a lot of others. Mm-hmm. Even um, even given the fact that Haas have decided not to develop this car just to develop for next year, I think I'd still prefer going to Williams. Yeah, Haas traditionally we- haven't shown that they're exactly hot on development anyway so no. giving them a couple more months at it i don't think it's gonna do much for them yeah and it's it's okay having a car ready to go next year what, what you're also gonna have is a morally destroyed team yeah i mean they're they're bang on for zero points this year yeah and spent you know spending a year a good um a good two seconds off the pace and that's being generous yeah, and all they're doing as well, they, they they fight amongst themselves quite often on track. If you if you see, like Mazepin will pass Schumacher, Schumacher will pass Mazepin. It's like, oh great, it's the Haas Championship for <laughs> you know who who can be the best driver in the shittest car. I yeah. mean, at least at, at least at the last expansion, we had we had three teams fighting fighting it out for um, Formula One point eight. <laughs> yeah, we we do need more teams. There's been there's been you guys spoke about the engine suppliers thing when I was away. We did, yes. yes. We talked about. I think we talked. Did we talk about Porsche and Audi and yeah, that there seem seem to be floating around again. Yeah, well, Ross Braun said is uh, you know it's it, he actually seems to think it's pretty positive, and he, I don't think he would have named them if he didn't think that they were going to throw their hat into the ring at some point. Round about twenty twenty five, twenty six, maybe. But we do need more teams yeah. in Formula One. Yeah, I want to see more teams on the grid because then it means it's not just it's not it's less than half the grid getting points. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you know, at the you moment, you can argue that with MotoGP though, couldn't you? MotoGP is exciting, and they score points like it's only like the last what eight places that don't score points. Yeah, mm. yeah, but to be honest, most most races um, there's at least six retirements. So you do quite often in MotoGP get finished for points. Yeah, and I've yeah, seen I've do. seen MotoGP races where um, everyone that finished has scored a point, but all the points paying positions haven't been filled. Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's the rule. That's the rule that they've got. Because you don't get you don't get points if you don't actually cross the line. Probably an unpopular opinion. I still think it was better when points went from first to sixth. I liked first to eighth because the points were tighter. There was a four point margin, wasn't it? Kind of get got to be boring and talk about the maths. But when it was, <laughs> when it was nine points for a win and six points for second. Hmm. Nine, 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 six, and then four. I think four points. I think it was for third, and then they increased it by a single point to ten for a win, and six for second, and four for third. That was okay, but at uh, the same time that it was nine points, it was also only uh, your best fourteen finishes counted. And yeah, yeah, it was weird. But the um, when they changed it to the top eight, which is around about when two thousand six ish, something like that. Uh, that about was, right, I think. I think it was before then. And then it was like, it was two points between first and second. So it was like 10, 8, 6 for your, your top yeah. three. And then 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 for the rest of the of, of the finishes. That was much closer. So it was, you know, the gaps between the points was, uh, was a lot closer. And it meant that, you know, drivers who consistently finished second would often outscore drivers who would only win like one every five races. It was two, um, it was two thousand and three. Went to top. Oh, was eight. it? Bloody yeah. hell! Bloody hell! That seems like yeah. a, it was a lot, a lot sooner than that, but clearly not. Um, the when it shifted to the, to the twenty five points, which we're using at the moment in Formula One, the gap again was was like bigger. It was like the incentive. Like I think they, they tried to put it as like the incentive was bigger for the win. Twenty five points for a win, and only eighteen if you finish second. It makes the championship more exciting if you if the points margins aren't as big. That's yeah, my personal opinion, anyway. So I mean, if it was twenty five points for a win and twenty two for second, and maybe I don't know eighteen for third, perhaps instead of eighteen for second. Yeah, it makes second place worth a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, th- th- they wanted to to make the incentive more to go for people to go for the win, but. That doesn't happen anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just talking of things. That, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm just looking at the the convoluted way that they used to um, they used to do the results. Um, yeah, up to 1990, it was your best eleven results that counted. Yeah. Um, 1980, five your best five results from the first seven races, and your best five results from the last seven races. Hmm. Crazy, and the um, yeah, the 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 points paying positions just you know, teams work out what they need to do, and I think, and I'm going to use this as a little bit of a segue unless we've got anything else to talk about, which we have. Uh, I think. What, what what else we got to talk about? Because um, I was going to say, I, I think they're going to find the same problem with the sprint race this weekend. 
Um, well, the one thing the one thing that we'll get to see before the sprint race, I'm going to try a segue now, oh. is uh, the new car design is being unveiled this Thursday. So it may have already happened by the time you listen to this. Why are you listening to it late? Um, yeah, they are launching a life-size model of the, twen- uh, the 2022 spec car uh, in a special launch event online and at Silverstone this Thursday. Okay. Um, it happens at three, 3 o'clock UK time. Work, work it out from there, wherever you are in the world. Um, that means I'm going to have to watch it at work, doesn't it? Or just like look at the pictures on Twitter afterwards. I'll read Twitter. Um, yeah, we're going to uh, we're going to see what next year's cars are going to look like. They're calling it F1 One Begins. There's too many ones in there. Yeah, that's a shit name. Hmm. One begins. One begins. Like, is it royal? Is it? Have they forgotten that their name already has one in it? <laughs> I, is I don't is next year's know. spec going to be F11? It doesn't yeah. really mean anything. It does not. It's rubbish. And you know somebody's, somebody's been paid an absolute fortune to come up with that, don't you? Oh, huge yeah, money. It's like second racism. <laughs> <laughs> Which has changed now, by the way. It definitely says end racism now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Okay, it's, it's not in Comic Sans. We can give them that much. If hey, one of the it, local politicians on the Isle of Man has put their put their leaflet out in Comic Sans. Oh, no which, which one? I have not seen this. One of the one of the Peel, somebody standing in Peel. Oh, oh yes, and um, yeah, I saw their slogan. It's um, supporting the people of Peel from the people in Peel. This leaflet was printed in Douglas. Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> there was a print shop in there was a print shop in Peel. Didn't use it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Look, can't beat a bit of local politics. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, this is for a national government election. It just seems—it just seems like the bloody parish council meetings in the Vicar of Dibley. <laughs> a few weeks ago, uh, I did a railway line walk to Peel, which is for our listeners about a ten-mile walk. Just to say that the railway line isn't there anymore. It's where the railway line used to be. You weren't playing train yeah. dodging. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's the heritage railway line. There was a railway line there until the sixties, and then they got rid of it. Um, there's now a footpath. And uh, when I was waiting for the bus back into town, the chief minister walked past and pulled a face at us. <laughs> like, like, which I was just like, all right, okay. I mean, that, that's the equivalent of waiting for a bus and Boris Johnson walk, like Boris Johnson walks past and just like fucking, hello, pal. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, just, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it just wouldn't happen in, in any other country in the world, really. I mean, maybe like smaller countries than the Isle of Man, possibly. But yeah, they're like... The chief minister, the man who has like weekly chats with you know government officials in the UK, just just walks past and he just pulled. I don't know what he was doing. He was kind of like a half smile, half grimace. (laughs) (laughs) They've probably heard you talk about him on this show before. I don't know that I ever have. I don't know that we've ever talked about the chief. (laughs) No, I think he did because I I I did see him um, driving his car. Um, with a with these you know the spare wheel which has got like a, you know really skinny spare wheels that you get. With <laughs> I cars. do remember you talking about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like, "What are you doing, man? Stop!" <laughs> yeah, so he's just changing his tire, and again, you wouldn't see that either, would you? You wouldn't see any other 
sort of politician leading a country in anywhere in the world who, who would just be like, oh, I'll just change my tire the side of the road here just by myself no one's going to help me got no got no security it doesn't matter yeah i mean the, you know other countries have their leaders have security detail ours has farm hands pretty much actually yeah. <laughs> yeah i think he has got someone like living on site in an annex who is like a a, a handyman on hand <laughs> I mean, two chief, was it two or three chief ministers ago, the um, the incumbent got arrested for getting a getting a grant to convert an outbuilding into some holiday flats, but built a snooker room instead. That was yeah, that was three ago. <laughs> Using public money, yeah. Which he then paid back, apparently. Yeah, but it would have been all right if we, anyone could just turn up and use the um, the official ministerial snooker table. I would like to interject and remind everybody this is a Formula One podcast. Oh shit! Sorry. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> this is how this is how exciting the logo for the new Formula One era is that we've descended into a debate about the Manx political scene. Mm. Ah, people like people like this kind of thing. And if you want more tangents, go to patreon.com slash three legs four wheels. If you don't already donate, uh, people people love Manx politics on sports podcasts. <laughs> It's market research. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, this is a, it's a niche niche subject. It might land. Who knows? No. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got a stat man to prove it. Let's talk about let's talk about the sprint race then. That's uh, that's going to be coming up on uh, Friday six o'clock UK time. So everyone gets a chance to rush home no, from no, work no. and watch it. Saturday. Isn't you, isn't Sorry, it's yeah. Quali- yeah, qualifi- qualifying. Yes. Qualifying is Friday at six o'clock. A normal, normal three-stage knockout qualifying sprint race on a Friday. On a Friday. Um, yes, but not not that normal. Hmm. Sprint race is Saturday three four thirty UK time. I think I thought it was. I think is it? I thought it was four. Re- You're going to make me look up, look it up again. It, it is four. It is. It is. Four. Oh no! Yeah, it is four. Um, no, it's four thirty. Four thirty till five. Sprint race. I've oh, got it in front of me. Well, there you go. Um, I think the sprint race is going to proper shake up Sunday. Without and I was thinking about this the other day, and it I, I, it seems to be something I don't think anybody else has really thought of. Is the um, right? If you think about it for a split second, if you just take your normal Saturday qualifying right, and uh, you're not going into your race. You think about the amount of times somebody makes a cracker of a start, mm. or yeah, you know, So say you've got a, like a Lando or something that starts fifth and gets into third, you know, by the by the first or second corner. And if it's only a sprint race as well to keep that position, you know, it's we could be looking at people that maybe starting first or second that essentially ends up just their start procedure, giving them de facto pole for Sunday. You see, this is, and using the same argument, I will then argue against you in that that will probably be an exciting opening lap, but then after that, I don't think anything's going to happen. It'd be like, oh, we lost out. Well, well, let's not damage the car and just look after everything and make sure we get a good Sunday. Possibly, and we'll see. We'll see half an hour of procession after an opening lap of of maybe a little bit of fun. Nobody's going to want to make a huge mistake and start at the back of the grid. So nobody's going to be putting like risk. The, the risk and reward factor is, isn't big enough in my, in my 
opinion, the the risk of starting at the back of the grid for a reward of one spot further up the grid, to me, doesn't make sense to to these people who are hyper analytical uh, in such a sport like Formula One is. You still they're just there, don't you? <laughs> yeah, three, two, one. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I I, I mean. We've seen uh, how important it's been for teams to get the fastest lap, so that just shows the importance of a of a point. Yeah, but I don't think I, I still don't think I think you'd you'd settle for one point if you thought that that was good enough to give you a, a decent race on Sunday, uh, rather than go for the two points and the potential of starting right at the back of the grid if you get it wrong. The only amendment... It's the I, risk and reward. I, don't, I just don't think it's enough. The only amendment I would make to the sprint race is I would make it an extra 15 minutes long. So it's, so it's pretty much half a Grand Prix distance. And I'd award half points. Is that still a sprint, though, at that point? Are you not getting into like the danger of tyre strategy so. coming into it? Maybe. I, don't, I mean, I'd, I'd argue that even the fact you have... Um, uh, even if you have like pit stops in feature races, I would I'd argue like an hour and twenty minute race is still a sprint race. You know, like the the actual the Grand Prix I would consider a sprint race. It's not it's not an endurance event. Uh, I'm just just looking to see if there's any any extra tires available for this. I think there is. I think, that, but they haven't been signed off yet. There's com- there's there's amendments to tires and components. As well, they have to start, aren't they all starting on the same? As well, they're not. They're not allowed to uh, switch tires for the sprint race. Am I correct on that? Right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I've got the um, the Pirelli details there. So Friday qualifying only softs, uh, which is going to be the C threes. It's one, one, two, three. Makes compounds sense. this this time, because um, obviously Silverstone always uses the harder end of the tire spectrum. Because they made, they made the ultra hards for them the other year and then decided not to use them. So um, they've only got 12 sets of tyres instead of 13. It's two sets of hards, four sets of mediums and six sets of softs. Friday qualifying, only the soft tyre can be used, but there's no obligation to start the race on the tyre that you set the fastest time in Q2. Um, that's, good. I, that's good. I've never liked that rule anyway. So I think that's a good rule to get rid of. I, th- I think it should be the top 10 start the start with the tie that they set the fastest lap on in Q3. No, I don't think they should do it anyway because of the... Uh, yeah, maybe maybe Q3 works better because you've got the actual... the hunt for pole in there. But the the fastest lap in Q2, all it does is play to the bigger teams yeah. and the faster teams. Yeah, yeah it, it just seems unfair. And it lets the faster teams start on usually medium uh, tyres. Yeah, the better tyre. Yeah, and they can, you know, they. Yeah. That means they get to stay out longer, unless some somebody really sort of rolls the dice and starts on hard, which most teams don't do because the speed difference is that much around the teams close to them starting on softs at the same that were at the same pace. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. A few years ago, we had the seven seven compounds, didn't we? And they were all different colours. Mm. But I would. I'm not against five compounds being different colours. I know they simplified it to the three. Um, you know, for each race, and it's C one through to C five, etc. We don't want to bore everyone with tires again, but making those five compounds available, and I know we've we've been through this, and it's really expensive for Pirelli, and probably not doable. But making those five compounds available at every 
And you've got to use three of them over the course for of the weekend. whoever wants to use C1 or C... Yeah, well, you can choose C1, C3, and C5 if you want to, rather than it having to be the three that are locked in together. That would make it a bit more interesting as well, I think. But, mm. Sort of sp- you know, spread it about, but you'd probably find mo- most teams would go for exactly the same three. You might get an outlier. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what would make it interesting, the outlier, wouldn't it? You know, Oh, they've gone for like... You know the the the, the soft tire, which I think will only do like a couple of laps, and then they somebody put somebody whacks that on in the in the qualifying, and you get a surprise. I don't know Aston Martin on pole, or you know whatever. Just just you know, it's the outlying thing. It, 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 there's too much. There's too many rules in place. I think when it comes to tires. Mm. So the sprint race. Drivers have a free choice of tyre, and there's no obligatory pit stop. Oh. And then on Sunday, everyone has a free choice of tyre. Oh, for the race? I prefer that. I yeah. like that. I prefer that. Much that could mix it up a little bit. Having a free start of... Yeah, because, I mean, if you don't have a good sprint race, and you the risk and reward thing doesn't come off, and you end up starting, I don't know, say you're Lewis Hamilton, and... Um, it doesn't go well when you try and overtake Max Verstappen and you end up 14th. Fuck it, whack the hard tyre on. Why not? You know, go long, see what can happen later on. Um, he'll still say that the tyres are going on lap three. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, the tyre rules are staying the same where everyone's got to use at least two compounds during the race unless it pisses it down. Which I, I, I don't mind that rule, actually. That's, that's okay, because that stops people using the same tyre the whole time. Hmm. And it's the new model of tyres that were tested uh, during free practice in Austria that they're using. The rear tyres, anyway. Okay. This is, this is the ones in response to the Baku situation. Yes. Which does sound like a Jack Reacher novel. <laughs> <laughs> Baku situation. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, the, the tyres are being played about with this week. Which, it's a chance. I mean... Massey has said that he will tweak the rules of the sprint race if they if everything doesn't go to plan this weekend. Um, going on current Michael Massey form, what is going to plan? Everybody's banned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he says there's no problem with the point system, so ban everyone. I think Lando would beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, have you seen that McLaren have um, um, got Stoffel van Dorn on standby just in case Lando does get banned for a race? Mm, well, he's he's down, he's back down to eight, or he'll be back down to eight points by this weekend. That's still only two dramas in a weekend. Yeah, mm. I mean, don't don't forget our Lord and Savior Mahiva Raganathan managed to get nine points in one race. He is a unique breed. Though. Well, it was one weekend, wasn't it? It wasn't quite over the... No, it was one race. He um, There was three safety cars and he got them all wrong. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> is it still only... Uh, no one's been banned yet. No one's hit the limit, have they? No. No, I think Grosjean flirted with it a couple of times, didn't yeah. he? But Grosjean yeah. got to 10 points, I think, at one, at one point, which is what Lando's on now, isn't he? Yeah, and he's the For he's another, the couple, for another couple of days. He's the last driver to get a race ban. Yes. For like for essentially for misconduct essentially. So let's put this in perspective. You've got Lando who's done what wrong, really? 
can you think of any big big incidents? Because I can't. No, not and really. And then you've got Grosjean, which tried to kill two world champions in the same corner. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that doesn't. It doesn't feel like that. Uh, like seven dead arms does not make a murder. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends if you try to kill Death Leopard. <laughs> <laughs> hit my leg, hit my leg, hit my leg. Um. <laughs> I have a bit of a dead arm at the minute because I had my second COVID vaccine today and I'm not happy about it, but I don't know that I want to ban anyone from a race because of it. <laughs> well, I definitely know I don't have COVID. Thank you, thank you for the calling card, Dizzy. Oh, dear, we're, we're having gravel trap issues. <laughs> You got Jos Verstappen in. <laughs> uh, right, have we got any predictions for this weekend? I mean, yes. these, these are gonna, this is going to be all over the place. It I mean, are, are we predicting sprint race? Are we predicting race race? Are we doing both? Are we before anybody makes any predict predictions? I'm going to be very fair and allow everybody to look at the weather. I'm just going to have a look at the at the weather forecast because I think interesting British Grand Prix weather always plays a big part. It's Britain weather is going to it, happen. No, nope. strange we've been doing this podcast for this long, Floyd. And I think the idea of looking at the weather before we do the predictions <laughs> is a fucking fine addition to this segment <laughs> of the show. Right, what apps are we all using? Right, I've got I've got. I'm using Google Weather, and it says it's going to be cloudy. I've got Met Office on my phone. I I was also going to look at the Met Office, which I find to be patchy in its level of success. Um, it has all three days as bright sunshine and high temperatures. As and Google does... Google has Friday as bright sunshine. Ooh. Google what has bright that? sunshine, but Chris doesn't. Yeah, as does Apple, baked in. One. Right, let's have a look at AccuWeather, which is never Accu. Yeah, AccuWeather is a misnomer. Right, they are saying... <laughs> That's why they don't call it Accurate Weather. <laughs> <laughs> they are saying... Um... Thunderstorms. <laughs> um, no, they are saying sun, high temperatures, uh, up to 26 degrees, and a 3% chance of rain. Saturday and Sunday. It's not much, is it? Three percent. In which case, I think this allows us to make some some considered some predictions, dr- some dry predictions. Yeah. Yes. Uh, right. Who's going first? I will go first, and as I have said so since the third or fourth race of the season. At some point, Hamilton and Verstappen will take each other out. So, the to- my top three for the Brit... I heard that. <laughs> for- top three for the British Grand Prix is Lando Norris to win. Valtteri Bottas to finish second. And Sergio Perez to finish third. Ooh, brave. Bold, some may say. I also think the new format will shake things up to some extent because I don't think anyone's going to have a fucking clue what's going on. So I'm going to go for a Perez win. Verstappen second. Lando third. 
Right, Lee, do you want to go? Are we? Oh, so are we? So are we, are we doing sprint race first? No, the, I, I was doing Sunday. This is this is just for Sunday. Right, are we going to do predictions for sprint race as oh, well? Oh God. Well, uh, mm, yeah, we'll I mean, stick to Sunday. It's it's confusing, isn't it? It is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean, Sean's absolutely can't happen. There is no way Perez wins a race if Verstappen is on the track and in second. Um, I'm I'm th- I'm feeling recovery drive for Verstappen. After a clash with Hamilton, after, after yeah. some kind of shenanigan, I I can I would be considering an extra pit stop pit stop for uh, Sergio Perez at that moment. Um, I will go for. I reckon McLaren's form is going to run into the next race. Like I I I think they're going to be as strong as they were in Austria at Silverstone. And I think Lando is going to end up being the star of the weekend again. And I think he'll be third. Uh, Verstappen second, Hamilton third. Hang on, you said you said Norris third. Sorry, um, Hamilton win, Verstappen second. Right. Okay. Norris third. These will come back. These will come back to haunt us. Right. <laughs> I am going for. A Verstappen win. Uh, Hamilton second. And Perez third. Because Bottas will have been announced as not being in a Mercedes by then and will drive like he's sulking. I feel like Bottas is ripe for tripping over someone in the sprint race and ending up like 17th. Battling with the Hasses. Yes. <laughs> Um, right, how are we going to do this for the online one? Shall I, shall I stick two up and you can predict the top three in? <coughs> no, I'm just I'm just going to leave it no, as it is. Just go for the Sunday. Yeah, yeah I mean, just yeah. go so for the it's Sunday. Really qualifying is changing, really, isn't it? I mean, it's not it's not really two races. It's qualifying has just been changed. Yeah. So where it says um, where you're predicting pole position, you are predicting the winner of the sprint race, and where you're predicting fastest lap, you are predicting fastest lap in Sunday's race. And the safety car only counts for Sunday's race as well as the number of DNFs. Okay. So it's it's all for Sunday. Um, you can join in with the predictions by going to threelegsfourwheels.com and going to the game section and looking on Grand Prix Prediction League 2021. You will have to you will, you will have to log in, but you can log in with social media or um, or your Google account. We're generous like that. <laughs> is it shunting time? It, it is. should be. Absolutely is one one of the squillions you've got, and we're we're back up to a full strength team this week. Yeah, we've missed we've missed Chris. Is it Pornhub? <laughs> that would not have happened with Chris on the team. No, it it's wouldn't. Absolutely not Pornhub. It might have done. <laughs> no, it wouldn't have done. Hang on. Well, no, it was. I was born in 2014. I am aimed at an adult audience. Right, and what was the third clue? I can't remember what the third clue was. Was it something to do with Italy, the third clue? Yeah, oh, yeah, yes. Yes, I have, a, I have a connection with Italy, with Sicily. No, I don't think it got as far as Sicily at it that did, point, it did it? It did, because Lee wasn't sure if it said Sicily or not. Ah. Uh, Are we right? Right, okay. Yes. Yeah, right. I can see where you get... Well, I can kind of understand why you went with it, but go on, Lee, let's have this one. Right, who's, this the, who's one, is this week's from? This one's dead special, isn't it? Um, 
this one is from a long-time listener, uh, Arafat Muller, who's also been on Musty Audio as a guest a couple of times to talk about cool. doing... He was a... Um, he worked for McLaren as a doctor. Is that a clue? Uh, is this going to be a McLaren theme? No. No. But <laughs> it's also, as it is mine, his birthday tomorrow. So oh. happy birthday for tomorrow. Um, happy birthday to everyone that's got a birthday tomorrow, which appears to be you two. Which and... Um, well, who's your man? Plays Jean-Luc Picard. Patrick Stewart. His birthday. It's... And Dave uh, Rourke. Dave Rourke's birthday. What an elite it's, group of people this is. Quick shout out to Brock Lesnar. It's his birthday today. Uh, it's X-Pac's uh, birthday tomorrow from WWE fame and Harrison Ford. And I think um, Tom Hanks. That I mean, that's a fair, reasonable sort of collection of people. <laughs> also, Thierry Bootson. Oh, very good. <laughs> I just randomly felt uh, the need to look it up. I knew there'd be an F1 driver. I think everyone gets a token F1 driver. Yano Trulli. Yeah. The, the only reason I know this is because me and my friend Glenn had a, te- had a text game of birthday top trumps with each other the other day, <laughs> sending each other people that were born on the same, same day as us. And um, his one, uh, his like cashing out one, like his, his biggest, was Chad Kruger. And I said, well done, well done, Glenn. I always forget your birthday. This is how you remind me. <laughs> oh! Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, yes. I was born Yay. on the same day as Lee and Arafat over 100 years ago. Oh. oh so not Thierry Bootson. Not Thierry Bootson. Uh I have raced in mo- uh, motorbikes for Bonacci. Is Bonacci? Is that a, is that a bike thing? I don't know of it. No, I've 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 never heard of it. No. Uh, team from uh, the age of nineteen and started racing cars uh, three years later. Well, if it was born a hundred over a hundred years ago, there's a chance that you only started racing cars just after they were invented. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, having very little success uh, in the Millamegalia? Millamelia. Millamelia. A thousand mile race Uh, in Italy. I entered Le Mans twice in 1952 and 1953. I did not finish either times. You're going to want to guess now, aren't you? Mm. Please. Okay, well, it sounds like an Italian racing team. Then again... Those days, most bikes were Italian. You're definitely thinking team. He said, um, "Well, no. He said, the clue was I raced for the what was what was the racing team? Bonacci. Uh, Bonacci, yeah. Bonacci racing team. Mm. So I think it's an Italian driver slash rider. Ah, oh, sorry. I thought you said you thought it was an Italian team. No, he raced for what sounds like an I Italian see. team. So I I'm think it's you. going to be somebody Italian. An Italian." <sighs> Farina? Sounds like something a gangster would say is, where's all my Benacci's at? <laughs> I want to say somebody possibly even older than Farina, but but yeah, I think that might be a that might be a good choice. Yeah, I can't say that it isn't Farina. Mm. 
Should go with that for the first guess? Why not? Yeah, okay. I entered 33 Formula One Grand Prix, but did not start them all. And there are most people who entered Grand Prix back then didn't start yeah, them all. Yeah, that was fairly fairly standard. Uh, in my debut season in Formula One, I missed the opening race, but went on to finish second in my first race. Okay. Okay, yeah, not helping me. Number six. I was a two-time winner of my home Grand Prix. Um, Again, this leans towards it being an Italian because it's got to be something that's been on the calendar for a little while. Yeah. Now, if it was the first season of F1, it would be an Alfa Romeo driver. Uh, sorry, a Ferrari driver because they didn't take part in the first race because they threw a strop over money. Sounds about right. So, would we be looking at... Right time presenter. The uh, Italian Ascari. Oh, did you get that or not? Just about got Ascari. Just about got Ascari. Yeah, the other Italian driver. I was thinking, if not Farina, then Ascari. Could be. Yeah. It's got legs. Yeah. Go with that. Why not? Okay. Second guess locked in. Which one? Ascari. Ascari. Uh, number seven. My transport business was deemed essential to the war effort, and so I avoided being called up to service in World War Two. Transport business was that? Mm. Yep. Okay. Number eight. In uh, in my most successful year in uh, Formula One, I was the teammate to. For, how do you say it, Ferran? Farina? Farina, yeah. Right, it's not Farina then. No, not Farina. So teammate to Giuseppe Farina in his most successful... Year. Year in Formula One. Well, Ascari was champion, wasn't he? Several twice, times. I want to say. Mm. Yeah, at least twice. Number nine. Farina... Yeah, go so, on, sorry. Uh, there are two tracks in my home country with corners are named after me. Yeah, the Ascari. I feel like Ascari definitely has shit named yeah, after him. Yeah, Monza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Monza, the chicane is called the Ascari chicane. Mm-hmm. Number ten, I was a world champion with Ferrari. Yeah, it's got to be Alberto Ascari. It's got to be. If it's not Farina, it's got to be Ascari. Yeah, it seems reasonable. Or is it? It's not Mike Hawthorne, is it? I feel like. The Le Mans clue doesn't work for Mike Hawthorne. I couldn't tell you if he uh, if he did Le Mans. He, oh, oh, he did. He won the one where everyone died, but uh, well, very controversially by not stopping because everyone died. Mm. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, there was right. he. He was battling with someone. He got a bit aggressive with someone. Someone went into the crowd, killed half the crowd. It's why Switzerland doesn't have motorsport. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a Swiss Grand Prix up until about 54, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. So, And then Switzerland decided to bring motorsport back by racing Formula E cars around bears. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, electric cars in the, ra- in the rain round a bear pit. How safe do you want it? 
It's it, it, it's all steps towards running man, isn't it? <laughs> me, me and Martin have always had this thing that sooner or later, running man will be a game. All the show. Hunger Games, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless I've got my years slightly mixed up on Lamont, I don't think it's Hawthorne. Yeah, Hawthorne was champion in '58. Yes, and my I only know that because British Formula One driver. Mm-hmm. But um, the champions before that, obviously, you've got Farina. We don't think it's him. Ascari and Fangio. Yeah, I also don't think Hawthorne was that <coughs> old when he died. I'm not 100% sure that he would have been born more than 100 years ago. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. He, he had, did he have kidney problems or something like that? And yeah. He, he died quite young. So more than a hundred years. Wait, are we more than a hundred years before Lee was born, or more than a hundred years ago from today? I thought it was a go from today, but oh, okay. Well, I'll say because that'll make him like a good, a good age to be in Formula One. It must be a hundred years ago because you'd be in your thirties when yeah. you were racing in a like late late thirties. That's yeah. about right. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. So, what are we going with then? Farina or Ascari? I, well, not Farina. Well, no, it's Farina. not Farina, is it? It's got to be Ascari. I just was second-guessing myself as whether or not it was Mike Hawthorne, but I, I think it's got to be Alberto Ascari. I would second are this. Going, are you going with that? I think we should. I am Alberto Ascari. Yes. yes. Excellent. Thank you for that. That was That was a good one. That got us right up to the end. Was there a spaffer, by the way? Uh, there, uh, no, there was there was an extra question in there, but I I, I skipped over over the extra one because I kind of thought you were going to get it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is the instructions for uh, getting a total shunt in? You can send me a PM on Twitter or Instagram, and you can find me by looking for a total shunt. Thank you. And if you want to send one in for the reserve list, which is looking pretty well stocked at the minute, but you never know how these things go, you can um, email threelegsfourwheels at gmail.com and you can use that address to get in touch with us for um, any other sort of show-related questions or mailbag stuff. Uh, we're also on all, all your uh, all your regular socials at Three Legs Four Wheels, and uh, individually we are on Twitter at Sean Cowper, at Flood Twenty One, and at Pablo One Hundred. And for once, I don't have to give Flood's tweet uh, Twitter handle out; he's here to do it himself. I did it myself. <laughs> there you go. Have that. Yay! Uh, right, we will be uh, we'll be back next week to um, talk over the sprint race and the. Feature race? Are we calling it that or are we just calling it the race? The race. It's just qualifying, yeah. isn't it? Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. I, th- I think the race might have something to say about that. That's true. We'll be talking we'll be talking we'll be talking about all all things that happen at Silverstone Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Talking of which, good luck to Alice Powell and Abby Pulling in the uh, W series this weekend, both former guests on the show and uh, all being well future guests too cuz um they're going to be coming back on at some point soon. Um cool. good a good race for both of them. We'll um that'll be on uh, that'll be on channel 4 in the UK on Saturday afternoon and check local listings for details. Is the best I can say on that. I I've got a quick one to say. Uh I've been playing the Formula 1 game on your phone, the F1 Clash, and it's fucking ace fun. 
for anyone that hasn't uh, I've not come across you, this. Yeah, it's it's a tappy game where you've got to unlock crates and stuff like that and you level up your cars and drivers. My team is sitting reasonably pretty with a terrible car, but I do have George Russell and Fernando Alonso driving it. <laughs> um and but yeah, so it, it's like the you know when they when they re- uh, released that rubbish like F1 manager game for for mobiles where mm. you made your own team up. Oh yeah. It, yeah, it's it's that rejigged. So they've rejigged that, but made it more of like a stat-based thing. So it comes to like you do short races and you've got to call your drivers in for pit stop and tell them when to push and stuff like that. But it's pretty good fun, and I don't feel like it's constantly begging me for money. Makes That's a, always a bonus. Makes a change for a mobile game. Is it yeah. one of those where if you pay us money, the adverts will stop? No, you can you can like buy buy coins and stuff to get extra stuff, but I haven't done it. So there's there's a there's been enough like free stuff and free crates for me not to worry about that. That's good. I like mm. this. Yeah, that sounds, mm-hmm. sounds good. That is, I might uh, might give that a look. Might might not even, good. we might might even do a joint review of it next week. Yeah, if, I'm not if, gonna if, lie. If did played. a race during this podcast. <laughs> well. That's how interesting we've been tonight. It was when you were talking about Max politics. I kind of zoned out there. <laughs> the race goes up. You're saying, really you're saying the, the riveting anecdote about Howard Quayle changing a tyre did not hold your interest. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> I think it's time to go. Better check the, better check the tyres outside and see if we need to uh, call in a politician for a pit stop. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.